everybody. This is Rick Hyland with RLG International. This is episode nine of our CI for Life podcast. This is a podcast for those individuals passionate about personal and professional continuous improvement. On episodes five through eight, we've been exploring ideas and examples of how to step implement step change in personal and process safety performance. So grateful for Gary Asavjas and Anil Mothers and Bob Rajunik's time on the podcast in episode six. Six, Gary uh, shared his time with us, the former president of Chevron Manufacturing. In episode seven, Anil Mother, the president and CEO of Alaska Tanker Company, shared his uh, safety journey. And in episode eight, Bob Virginik, ex-Praxier DuPont and BP Safety and Operational Excellence Leader, shared his insights. I'm going to reference some of those insights as I try to bring all these learnings together. And that's the purpose of this podcast today, is how do we bring all these safety ideas together and implement step change. And I'd like to go back to the framework that I shared with you in episode five around the FAIR model. RLG's FAIR model stands for focus, accountability, involvement, and response. And I'd like to try to fill in some of the ideas that we've heard and learned inside of that framework to give you something concrete to go on and implement to create step change. As I said, the focus uh, or the F in the FAIR model stands for focus. This is all about creating a vision a leadership declaration, a BHAG or big, hairy, audacious goal, a leadership stand, a leadership expectation, whatever word you want to use there, this is the leader's opportunity to create focus, to create a mindset shift change in our approach to safety in the future. We heard three examples recently about different ways to do that. In episode seven with Anil Mother from Alaska Tanker Corporation, he told us of his story about pulling over the captain and stopping his his tanker going coming down from Valdez on his on his way to Long Beach, had him uh, come pull into port into Cherry Point, fly into Beaverton, and wait for a couple of hours in his office. And the captain at that point thought nothing could stop the ship, nothing could stop production or shipping or delivery for the client. And Anil created a significant emotional event for the captain and his whole organization to say, you know, what we've done in the past is not going to be successful anymore in the future. And I think we shared on that podcast in the last 17 years, Anil and Alaska Tanker has only had one lost time accident. And before that, they were having almost one a month, a significant emotional event to create a mindset shift change or a clear focus for step change. In episode eight, Bob Virginik shared that story about they had a recognition dinner set up and uh, impromptu, one of the spouses stood up and shared her story about her husband, the notes that they gave the husband every day to be safe, come home, remember who you have at home and how grateful she was for her husband and the company that kept him safe. And for Bob and everybody on the leadership team listening that day, that created a significant mindset shift as far as their duty and role to create a safe work environment. And then recently, and I shared this on LinkedIn, I sat in a safety kickoff with Dominic Macklin and Wayne Fletcher at ConocoPhillips, and they pulled together their senior team for the lower 48 and two deep leadership of all the major contractors to make their declaration on step change for safety. No more serious injuries and driving a continuous improvement culture for improvement in recordable injuries. Three great examples of creating mindset, a mindset shift and a clear focus for safety improvement. The second strategy in our framework to, 
to bring all this together is you have to have accountability. Accountability isn't necessarily a bad thing. Adrian Gossick in his book All In has a great chapter on positive accountability. It isn't yelling and screaming at people when they screw up. We all really in heart of hearts want to be accountable. We want to show that we can be responsible to win and be a winner. And as leaders, we need to make sure that we have a positive accountability forums. Your daily, weekly, and monthly operating rhythm meetings need to show KPIs and progress to target with trends and baselines. And let your people speak to their commitments and how well they're doing and their progress. That is positive accountability, and accountability is a key to creating a step change in safety. Uh, the third strategy and the I in the FAIR model is involvement or engagement or caring. You as a leader offer support, need to offer support, encouragement, and or direction. We need to ask our employees on what the risks are and how we can improve, then listen. And then the follow-up, of course, is key. The company and leadership need to show that we care, despite all the pressures for profit and production. The company needs to show it cares about the individuals. We heard about two successful examples of this in episode six. Gary Savage talked about at Christmas time going to visit, and I think it was 11 or 15 operating units that he had in his plant at Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, pulled, pulled away from time in the family and uh, spent time with the operators on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to show that he cared and what they were doing was important and their sacrifice was appreciated. Or in episode seven, Anil talked about going regularly, him and his senior team, and riding on the tankers on the rough seas and going to the Union Hall and then offering specific training in mindfulness and wellness. Those type of things show your employees that you care and these things are important and they're important. And that's the involvement piece. Then the, another key element to driving a successful step change in safety is response or your leadership response. How you respond will determine on whether you have a learning culture and an improvement culture. If you blame or drive negative consequences from accidents or near misses, you will fail. People aren't the problems, they are the solution. That's from Todd Conklin. He's a great thought leader on safety. Conklin, C-O-N-K-L-I-N. I would highly encourage you to look on YouTube or podcasts for more of his learnings and what he's trying to create is mindset changes in how we treat and work with people. Listen to three of them. Workers are not the problem, they are the problem solvers. We don't need to tell organizations what to do, we need to ask them what they need. And thirdly, safety is not the absence of accidents, it's the presence of capacity. And that's why we do the training, we do the builder toolkit and uh, skill set so that we do build capacity in organizations. I think Todd has some uh, really good ideas on uh, the idea of involvement and leadership response around safety. Each time we have a near miss, it's an opportunity to learn, not to blame. Be curious, ask open-ended questions, and then follow up. Give positive recognition to those who share valuable insights and risks and learning. This is critical. Provide skill set and tool set training. Remember, Anil Mother talked about that in episode seven. Be open. If you share, it may save somebody's life. That's a thought from astronaut Chris Hadfield from his book, An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth. I would highly recommend that book for anybody that's in the risk, safety, 
planning or improvement business. If you love out of industry examples, how about space? Some of the basic learnings that Chris shares that may be relevant to our safety and planning conversations is be, pre be prepared for anything. Detailed preparation is key. Sweat the small stuff without anyone letting you see you sweat. Contingency plan, contingency plan, contingency plan. Keep asking what would kill you or what is the biggest risk. Accept criticism and critique for the greater learning and the greater good. Saving face is not more important than learning. What you share out of your learning may save somebody's life. Great learnings from Chris Hadfield from An Astronaut's Guide to Life. I'd highly recommend you look at that relative to safety and planning. Your tone and reaction uh, in your operating rhythm matters. If you as a leader respond uh, appropriately, then learning will go on. Otherwise, your company won't learn and they won't improve. They'll, people will be afraid to share. We're going to do more on this about learning in another podcast with David West Webster from the Center for Learning in London, England. Every part of your daily, weekly, and monthly operating rhythm is a chance to learn, lead, and respond appropriately. We'll have more on that in the next episode. So as leaders, in order to create a step change in safety, you need to develop tactics to have a clear focus, to create a mindset shift and clear expectation for change, have a positive accountability with leading and lagging KPIs of performance, be intentional about involving, engaging, and showing you care, and respond appropriately to create a learning environment and a positive atmosphere of teamwork and learning. That's how the FAIR model applies to safety. If you do that, if you implement these four strategies in this framework, you will create a high-performance safety and efficiency culture. On the next podcast, I'll talk more about how to implement these four strategies in a very specific operating rhythm. Until next time, this is Rick Hyland with RLG International. Find us on iTunes under my name or CI for Life or uh, on YouTube. If you want to see some videos on this concept, type in Rick Hyland, H-E-Y-L-A-N-D, looks Hayland. Or with questions, email me directly at rickh at rlginternational.com. Please share your learnings and success stories with me, either online or direct email. And go ahead, live a life of continuous improvement. Goodbye for now.